0: This episode is sponsored by the Accelerate Service 2016 Conference, taking place in Las Vegas, Nevada on October 24th and 25th. Accelerate Service promises to be an inspiring and thought-provoking event dedicated to five-star customer service. Accelerate Service 2016 is the place for you and your team to get the inspiration, tools, and strategies you need to drive your service forward. Learn more at Accelerate2016.com. That is c e l l erhe 2016.com
1: Welcome to episode 147 of Cracking the Customer Code. I'm Jeannie Walters and I'm here with the chief customer service chatbot, Adam Tkorek. Adam, you sound so lifelike.
0: <laughs> I do not understand.
1: <laughs> oh yes, we've got the real person here. There are no chatbots recording this podcast today.
0: Uh, you you just wait. I cannot wait to uh, the till the day I can actually put a chatbot in here and do this <laughs> for me. I like to delegate. You know that's very important to me.
1: Yes, yes, automated. So we could just like feed in a bunch of our recordings and then have AI take over. That would be kind of funny.
0: That would be funny. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I wonder what they would come up with these <laughs> chatbots. So why are we talking about this today, Adam?
0: I don't know, Jeannie. <laughs> <laughs> you started it and it makes no sense it has nothing to do with our topic so what oh, what
1: come on okay so that's,
0: my segue is to blame you this today that's my <laughs> that's today's segue
1: nice all nice. right so we're going to talk about
0: social media and private channels which does seem like a contradiction in terms but is actually a new trend
1: Well, and I want to be clear here, we're not talking about general social media like we've talked about in the past. We're talking about the private channels that are available now uh, to customers through Twitter, through Facebook, through WhatsApp, through you name it. Uh, Customers are reaching out to companies using direct messaging to basically access customer service. And so it's a totally new world in some ways, where before I think Everybody thought about these channels as very public-facing, and for the most part, they are. Now, customers are seeking information this way, seeking problem-solving, but they're not necessarily doing it in the public forum. So how does this change the game for customer service?
0: Well, you know, the question is, does it change the game at all? Because I have just recently been through the experience of using... Uh, the Twitter DM for customer service. And mm-hmm. let's see, I was ignored. I was <laughs> abandoned. All The the, uh, the beginning of my service triggers, I, I got them all. All the things that they've done on the phone, they did via Twitter. So mm-hmm. no new thing under the sun in some ways. But <laughs> it's an interesting thing because one of the reasons I went to Twitter, and it's not my default, you know, I am uh a little more along the uh, age curve. It's social media customer service is not my first instinct. I usually pick up the phone mm-hmm. or send an email. Uh, but I had dealt with this company a few weeks before and had the most miserable phone experience, you know, top five of my life, just awful. I had one conversation where they uh, spent 45 minutes trying to figure out my account, and then that went, oh, well, this is the Canadian number. You need to call the American number.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: 45 minutes later. So I was like, you know what? Let's see if Twitter's any better.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: no. So today is what uh, – now, 10, so I had a week long where I didn't hear back from them. I went back, hey, it's been a week, blah, blah, blah. And then it's been 10 days and I haven't heard back from that
1: exchange. Well, so, they sound really good at their jobs.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and you actually, I think, know who it is, but I'll leave it out. So one of the things that's interesting is even though the channel was open, they they still provided bad customer service. So when we talk about omni-channel, we talk about these the rise of these sort of new private channels, which I think are going to facilitate these things. You still have to have the infrastructure, and you still have to be customer-centric, and you still have to provide good service. I mean, the channel means nothing without the customer service ethic behind it.
1: Well, and this brings up some of the questions I had about this because – Part of the reason that these things are becoming more popular is because the tools themselves have actually changed. The direct message limit uh, for Twitter is no longer 140 characters. They actually extended it to as long as you want. So you can have a more in-depth conversation. The question I have is if, if if a tool like that opens up the customers are very aware that they can reach out that way, but the companies, the organizations might not be caught up yet because as you and I know, some of them are just in the dark ages about this stuff. And if they are not setting those expectations with their own customer service people and saying, you know what guys, now we've got to check DMS a lot more frequently and people are expecting response within 20 minutes, maybe? I mean, I I would say most people want instantaneous responses when they use these channels. So when they don't get them, it can be even more frustrating. So setting the right expectations for your customers on on one side saying, here's how we deal with it, but also setting expectations for the people who are actually doing the responding. I think this brings that to a whole new level of responsibility.
0: Well, absolutely. And I think you know you've got to set the expectations around your business model and your size the company i was dealing with was well, a huge company mm-hmm. they're they're one of the biggest providers of what they do in the world they are the biggest provider actually of what they do in the world and there's some expectation with that 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 channel is going to be monitored they have a separate channel just for customer service a separate twitter handle just for their you know blank cares mm-hmm. is what they call obviously it's a misnomer in this case but <laughs> Uh, that's what they call it. And you know. to your point, I think one of the things is setting expectations around your model. The second thing is for companies that aren't that big is mm-hmm. trying to understand how you're going to manage this. Because right. as a solopreneur or a small business owner like you or me, there's a lot of DM spam. I don't even look at my DMs half yeah. the time.
1: Yeah.
0: And you know, granted, we have such a personal face-to-face business that most people are going to reach out You know, they're not going to DM us for customer service in most cases. If there's an issue Mm -hmm. with an account, they're going to pick up the phone or send an email. But still, it's an interesting thing because these channels are so cluttered with trash as well.
1: Right. Right. And I mean, part of this is because of the popularity of mobile as well. And so even the way that people communicate, it's going to be different than how they might pick up the phone and complain about a problem. They might use texting language. You might have to be sure that your uh, automatic responses and things like that understand certain things that just doesn't play in most communication. So there's a whole side to this that I think we want to encourage organizations to really think about from that customer service perspective because otherwise all you're doing is setting up people like, you to be disappointed you know (laughs) like that's all it is it's another channel to be disappointed in service
0: and i think one of the takeaways for me is the fact that the and sort of the point of this episode is the fact that they're offering a private channel Mm -hmm. is going to make it much more not really accessible but much more attractive to people because i wouldn't have sent the, this on a public Twitter. I wouldn't have been right. lighting them up and going back and forth with them. One, it's just not how, I, you know, I don't want my customer service conversation to be public right? in general. I mean, there may be an exception somewhere down the road, but I, I didn't want to have this discussion. This is about, a, it's a financial institution. I don't want to be talking about my accounts and my mm-hmm. life in, on public Twitter. Uh, so the fact that I could do it via DM now
1: mm-hmm.
0: actually made me more inclined to try that channel. And I think you're going to find a lot of people who, as these things get broader and more people understand that they're there, who are going to actually gravitate towards a channel that wouldn't have before because it's private.
1: Right, right. And I think the the other part of that is that if you think about the journey that your customers actually take and some of the main reasons they might reach out to you on that channel – You can be more proactive about setting those expectations, about responding with, you know what, we know this happens. Here are some of the ways that you can address it, maybe an automatic response. So there are ways to leverage these tools to give people the information they need. But it takes thoughtful planning. It takes considering the customer's journey and exactly why they might reach out with these channels. And it takes a lot of training and communication with the people responsible for actually dealing with these customers via these channels
0: absolutely so uh from 10 days ago you're welcome once i hear back i'll let you know <laughs> well that's the last thing you say and you never but say I anything think, else then i
1: think we agree 10 days is is probably a little too long <laughs> i think so
0: we're gonna we're gonna say that's too long but you, yeah to your point it's you really do it's you got to keep abreast of all this it is an mm-hmm. ever changing landscape i think the principle has been the same for many years that we've been talking about which is omni channel mm-hmm. and how to handle those channels and how to move from channel to channel but you've just got to be aware that now this isn't this is it's not necessarily a new thing but it's a fairly new thing that we have private channels that have a lot more capabilities on social media and now you've got to be ready to adapt to that so i think our takeaway today is the bots are taking over? No, I always like to go there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> In some ways, you're right, though.
0: <laughs> a little bit.
1: Yeah, a little bit. And I think it's it's exciting that we have all these tools and technology, but it also means more responsibility. And we just have to remember that as we look at our own organizations moving forward.
0: With more social comes great responsibility.
1: There you go. There you go. Boom. <laughs> tweet. Tweet, <laughs> tweet. Tweet. <laughs>
0: We hope you enjoyed episode 147 of Crack the Customer Code with special thanks to our special sponsor, the Accelerate Service 2016 Conference, taking place in Las Vegas, Nevada on October 24th and 25th. To learn more about this fantastic customer service conference, go to Accelerate, that's with two L's,
1: accelerate2016.com. You can see the show notes for this and all episodes. Subscribe and send us feedback at crackthecustomercode.com. And we love your reviews. I think we said that before. We love your ratings and reviews on iTunes. I'm Jeannie Walters. Stay current on the latest customer experience, trends, and insights, and see my TEDx talk at 360connects.com.
0: And I'm Adam DePoor. You can connect with me and find out more about our customer service, workshops, and our new online training at CustomersThatStick.com. Until next time, take care of yourself.
1: And take care of your customers.